Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last Sunday and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our children, youth, and families director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this week, we continued in this series called Worship is Life, where we're just looking at how it is that we can start to approach worship, not as something that we just do occasionally or on Sundays, but that really is part of our daily lives. I think so often we think of worship, the term worship, as being in a group of people or at a church where we follow along with the singing and listen to the sermon, and then we leave and worship is done for the week. Uh But in reality, worship can be individual. It really is oftentimes individual. It can be communal as well, and corporate worship, and um, all those different things. So we have to look at worship as as a way of life rather than as a special event Mm. each and every week. Yeah, so last week we talked about how wherever we are, if we're engaged in true worship and prayer, it's as if we're we're at the altar of God, whether we're in church or whether we're at home, in our cars, wherever we happen to be. And this week we were just really talking about the attitude with which we come into worship or into specifically prayer time. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at this cool passage in... um, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, where he begins to talk about approaching God with a sense of fear in the reverence sense, a sense of reverence, and and a sense of trepidation. Because as much as we want to be familiar with God, when we get into prayer, we also just want to remember that God is holy and God is awesome, and we truly are meeting Him and coming into His presence. There is such thing as becoming too familiar with God when you yeah. when you come to Him, especially in prayer, and that's when when prayer becomes maybe a little bit more about you and less about God, and that's what we have to really be careful of. Not that God doesn't want to hear anything and everything we want to bring to Him and sure. speak to Him about, but that God is God and He is uh, above us and and knows much more than we do about our own lives and about the world. And when we approach him, we need to approach him understanding that power that he really has yeah. and that the the ways in which our prayers can really transform our relationship with him and our lives. Absolutely. So I was actually on Sunday using the illustration of those glass bridges that they have in China. Oh, There's yeah. so many of them. There's something like 2,000 glass bridges. And this one is 1,400 feet long, and it's 980 feet above the ground wow. going across this gorge. And it's all made out of glass. So... But the way people approach the bridge is really interesting. Some mm-hmm. people are really arrogant about the bridge, like they stomp on the bridge and stuff. Yeah. Other people are petrified going across it. Some people are just holding on with, actually one person was crawling. Was mm. The only way they could get across this bridge was to crawl. Right. And in a way, that's a little bit the way that we should look at our approaching God. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to get across the bridge right. because whatever's on the other side of it is what God has for us, okay. I think. But at the same time, we don't want to be arrogant about God. We really do want to approach God with some 
fear and trepidation. So mm -hmm. anyway, in Ecclesiastes, he talks about how to approach God in prayer. And the first thing he says is we should guard our steps when we go to the house of God. And again, mm -hmm. we've established the house of God in that sense can be anywhere. So to guard our steps, what he means is kind of watch our step. Look at how we're approaching. What's our attitude? What's our heart like? Right. We definitely have to approach God with the understanding that we're going to meet God wherever we are are looking for him and and we're go we're deciding we're going to start in a conversation or start in a relationship with him we're going to meet him where we are at so we need to actually recognize that and know that he's there and that we're not just talking to a, a cloud in the sky or mm -hmm. ourselves and then how how does that change the way in which we approach the prayers that we lift up? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be all about us? Are they going to be spirit-led where we maybe take some time and, and really think about what God wants us to see in mm -hmm. those situations, those moments, those times that, you know, maybe we're struggling or we just don't know what to say? Are we going to allow God into that space or are we just going to make it me, me, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I love you said that because that's what he's talking about in Ecclesiastes. He's talking about coming, number one, with a, a heart that's humble and really mm -hmm. does want to listen and learn. Sure. Uh, listen to God and learn what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. So often we come maybe just out of a sense of obligation yeah. or sometimes even superstition mm -hmm. where we feel like if I don't pray, something bad's going to happen to me. Right. And that's just not... That's not the kind of fear and trepidation that we're talking about. Okay. The kind of fear and trepidation we're talking about is what you're saying, to have a heart that's humble mm -hmm. and really is seeking the mind of God mm -hmm. and not just firehosing a bunch of our words and our ideas at God, mm -hmm. uh, but really being open to listening to what he has to say to us. I think that's something that, a lot of people forget about prayers, that prayer doesn't have to be just our continual talking, talking, talking mm -hmm. to God or talking at God. Um, it's also listening, hearing what God has to say, being in the presence of God and really forming that relationship because it's about relationship more than anything else. And that does include sometimes being silent and, yeah. and letting God have a say and letting God in on that conversation. And I think a lot of people don't see that as prayer at all. Maybe they, mm. and then that could come with the superstition or the ritual that, that is based around prayers that I have to keep going. I have to keep talking and my prayer has to be this long or it has to be full of this, this, and this. And in reality, that's not what God wants. He wants sincere communication with us, yeah. not just words. Absolutely. It's like the way that Ecclesiastes, the teacher in Ecclesiastes puts it, he says, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Mm -hmm. So again, check your attitude. Then he says this, go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools. Yeah. Which I just think is so great, especially last week we were talking about laying all of these things on the altar of mm -hmm. God, all of our concerns and, and all of our fears, whatever sure. those things are. But what he's talking about here is the sacrifice of fools. You're just laying meaningless words yeah. on the altar of God. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of comfort in just spewing words mm -hmm. because we don't have to listen. And maybe we're a little afraid of what God is going to say to us. Right. I think we've all been there before where 
it feels comfortable to maybe to maybe keep talking, and if we keep talking, then then God's not gonna give us a a task to do or or something to change, or He's not going to to break into that conversation and say, but maybe you should think about this and yeah. stop for a second, because I've been there too, and I've I've felt that. When I was talking, I felt more comfortable than than just allowing God to show me kind of the solution to my problems or yeah. or a new way of of thinking about it. But it doesn't work that way. You're you're not achieving anything if you're just if you're just laying those words out continuously. There's there's no room for for God to to move in that situation. There's no room for Him to grow us. So it's not benefiting us. It's not benefiting God. It's not benefiting the relationship between the two. There's there's no point to it if you're not letting God in. Yeah. And I feel like when you really do get in that place where you're actually listening uh-huh. to what God has to say, he'll, he, he'll let us know what to pray about. He'll <laughs> let us know what to praise him about yeah. and what to plead for and, and what our concerns, what our concerns ought to be. I will say this, though. There are times when you can hear the voice of God when we are in a meditative place. Mm -hmm. For instance, taking a word of scripture, uh, like the Lord is my shepherd, Mm -hmm. and repeating that. Right. Uh, Not that we're getting into a rote, sort of meaningless prayer. Right. But just as a way to disengage our own thoughts. Right. And focus on something that's pertaining to God's character or whatever mm-hmm. that whatever comes out like uh, from the Bible, in in a way to disengage our own thought processes and begin to start to maybe hear a word from God. I think that's important because so often we can get into our heads. I've yeah. done it before, and I've thought, okay, what what words do I need to say here? Am I putting this together right? And I, you can get a lot of anxiety from that. You can get really stuck in your prayers mm-hmm. because your mind will get in the way. So when you do take that moment and you disengage from that, I think you do. I think the spirit is able to move through there. And I've been surprised the prayers that have come up because mm-hmm. I have let my mind go a little bit yeah. and and stopped myself from hindering my prayer time. And I do think that's important. I think that beyond, you know, praying for the things that we know we need to pray for, God's got plenty of things for us to look at too. And that we might not even not might not even be on our radar because we are looking at our day to day and he has the bigger picture of not only our day to day, but everybody's day to day and beyond that, of course. But I think that I think that, yeah, when you disengage, it really does help in, in certain ways, to let prayer really become more genuine mm-hmm. and, and more spirit-led. I like that um, the use of scripture to do sure. that. We do that during our prayer times here. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that because oh, yeah. it does bring up something different when when the spirit is moving there and it's moving you maybe to that scripture. Because I've been in prayer and a certain certain verse comes into my mind that I hadn't been thinking about for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it really moves me into a new path of prayer that I wouldn't have even been going down. So it really does help us to to guide us through those times where we want to communicate with God and we're not quite sure how. Yeah, scripture can be a great like starter. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that stuff you put in like cooking? A starter? What is it? Like oh, yeast or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little just to 
passage of scripture, a little piece of a psalm, can be a real catalyst for our own prayers. Sure. So any way that we can, yeah, start to disengage our habitual thinking mm-hmm. about what we want to pray about, what we need to pray yeah. about, what we're, you know, our complaints are, mm-hmm. which is really easy to get into. Yeah. Any way that we can open up that the way for God to come through mm-hmm. is best. The way that the, um, the uh, teacher in Ecclesiastes puts it, he says we're to, to really be humble, open ourselves up, don't just be offering the fire hose of words on the altar, but instead remember that God is in heaven and you are in earth. Mm-hmm. So let your words be few. And like you just said, God sees all the moving parts. Yeah. We don't. We just don't. Yeah. So better to let your words be few and trust him. Especially, I think, and this is the next part of what he's talking about, especially when we are in a real problem, when we have mm-hmm. real issues. Right. We are in a crisis. Sure. That's the hardest time, I think, to listen to God sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and the way he puts it is, he says, a dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're in a crisis situation we start dreaming up all the ways to get out of it. Right. And we have all of our plans and all of our solutions, and we throw those up to God. Mm -hmm. And he goes even further than in the next section to say, we throw these things up to God and then say, and God, if you do this for me, I promise I will. Yeah. And that can be really deadly, I think. That's that's one of those things we have to watch ourselves because that can be easy to do, especially if you feel desperate in a situation and you need God in that moment. You're really calling to him. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be in those sincere moments where you want to talk to God and you want to bring him into that moment. And you want so badly that you're going to say anything to get him there and, and to get him to act. But that's there's no sense in that you can't give anything anything to god that he doesn't have and he does right. that he needs desperately from you he just needs you to trust him and to believe yeah, in him that's it and if you promise that then you're doing fine <laughs> but anything else that you promise is just it, it's going to make a liar out of you because you're never going to be able to fulfill it yeah if we start trying to buy his favor and buy his help with vows and promises yeah. Well, we're betraying, number one, that we don't really trust his grace. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, that we can do anything that's going to, that, that he really needs right. from us anyway. But it also just puts us in a position where, again, we're not trusting him to bring us the solution that he has for us. Right. And uh, again, like going back to the bridge thing, it might be a solution that's on the other end of a glass bridge that's mm-hmm. really going to be janky getting out there you know but that's the point we have to be willing to trust in him uh, with that humble heart and uh, and go ahead and 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 embrace whatever he wants from us which a lot of times is a big change in our lives if -hmm. we're in a big crisis sometimes it's of our own making and we really need to look at that sure or even repent and apologize Mm -hmm. to some people yeah you know so Uh, where God is going to lead us is always going to be the right place. But in prayer, we have to be willing to to listen and to to trust Him. And again, not get too familiar. It's a wonderful thing that we have been granted direct access to God through our faith in Jesus. Yeah. But that 
doesn't mean we're to be casual with God. Mm-hmm. Our encounters with God should be a little wonderful and awesome, but also a little, just a little dangerous. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a blessing that we get to come to God. And that's that's something that Jesus, you know, bought and paid for, for us, is to have that relationship and, and to not have to worry if we're good enough for that relationship. So mm-hmm. God actually brings us in no matter what. He says, you know, if you believe, then then you're fine. I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. Well, you can have these, these prayer times, this, this relationship with me. But we do have to watch it and, and make sure that we are understanding who he is. Yeah. And that's really where yeah. it comes from. You have to understand who he is. And, and the, the incredible power that's behind that, that we do not share in. Yeah. And that's that's something you always have to keep in your mind, no matter how close you are to God. And it's wonderful to have a relationship where you feel very close to God and you feel like you can come to God at any time. That's ideal. We should feel that way, but we just have to approach it in the right way. And even if it is like that glass bridge where you come on your hands and knees mm-hmm. towards it, mm-hmm. that's okay. It's and that's really good. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just so glad that you could come with and be with us today. And we just hope that if you're in the area, you'll come worship with us. But otherwise, this week, whatever God is calling you to do, uh, whatever God is calling you towards, we can just pray together. We can just pray for each other that we can truly trust Him and uh, move across that bridge and listen to Him in prayer. Well, we'll see you next week on Under the Stained Glass. Bye.